QVC Quality Violent Cinema. What's up, everybody? We're here with Steven Byro. This is Quality Violent Cinema. What's up, Christian? Hey, what's up? How you doing, Steven Byro? I am good. I'm thrilled to be on QVC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd be the on the shopping number network? number one <laughs> outlet. And here today, we have, look at these mini porcelain statues. Oh, don't you want <laughs> one of these in your house? <laughs> Sorry, uh, Susie told me to... Uh, make a joke about that <laughs> oh no but like yeah no we we want it it's kind of encouraged it's it's actually kind of funny because when you think about even qvc and like the original name like quality value is like do you really need like both those like added in it doesn't i don't know it just seems <laughs> like it doesn't make sense and the original <laughs> idea was like what if we had like a qvc kind of station but like spinning around on the that conveyor belt was actually like an extreme horror film or something so yeah, yeah, yeah and that's yeah. just like and it's just like hit like all right we'll stop off for the trailer and we'll just show the trailer to the movie and you know stuff like that so but it turns into this fun. so welcome <laughs> well thanks for having me on guys yeah, yeah no for sure i was just telling Christian and I think I made a post about it. Like I have been buying your movies since I got allowance. So uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, it's been a while. Um, I think uh-huh. back when you were selling stuff at Best Buy is when I first started buying unearthed. unearthed oh stuff. yeah, yeah, that was that that was a different time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you had retailers and video stores. Yeah, when you could find this stuff at Best Buy, it was a way out weird time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, and I have uh, basically everything you've put out so far. Um, no, I don't. Don't I know? Shut up. <laughs> uh, just a Slaughter Vomit doll original. I have the trilogy, but people aren't letting go of uh, anything Slaughter Vomit, you know, or anything uh, Lucifer Valentine right now, just because of uh, allegations. Oh yeah, there's a lot of allegations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what did everybody expect? Yeah, I mean, I kind of saw it. And then works, you know, kind of. I thought it was going to happen. It took this long, honestly. Um, whether things are true or not, stuff gets thrown under the bus so much quicker than that. How long ago did Slider Bomb and Dolls come out? A long time ago. 2008, 2009? Yeah. And same with Do yeah. You'd think that, like, a lot, a lot of this stuff would have happened a long time ago, but it kind of has. He's been getting shit since the beginning so well yeah and that's the reason why he he was anonymous you know or try to stay anonymous in the get-go he knew he was gonna what he was getting himself into do you have talks yeah. with him anymore steven oh god no no fuck that guy no you guys aren't <laughs> yeah. you guys aren't no, cool. no, no. He, he he threatened to rape and kill my family in front of me oh what? really wow yeah 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 he 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 refuses that he told me that, but no, he fucking definitely told me that. And how long ago was <laughs> that? Oh, it was a while ago. It was a good long time ago. Decade you know? or so? Uh, or, or like after after you did the releases and stuff, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like uh, 2010-ish. Yeah, 2010, I think. But and so- it was when uh, we were... It was 2010... It was when uh, we were have, being distributed by a company named Breaking Glass that was ripping us off. 
So he was ripping us off, which means filmmakers were getting ripped off too. So, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got some threats and shit and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Then so, his shit went out of print. So, you know, uh, yeah, the, the black metal veins, you know, I heard some stories after we put it out cause I put it out as a fucked up type of, uh, after school special type of thing <laughs> to, you know, show the horrors of fucking being a junkie, you know? And, uh, the terrible thing is I had a stepdaughter at the time and she actually started shooting up Oxycontins and shit. So I had her, her younger sister and our grandmother sit down and watch the uncut version of black metal veins. Ooh. Yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah. rough. That sounds effective yeah. too. No, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing that can really change somebody is themselves. Like, but I mean, that movie—I've never seen it. I've just seen like the reviews, the snippets, and stuff like that. But it looks like it's overkill on getting that message through. A little bit, but then you know, the thing is, it's mixed with also fake shit in it too. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm like, dude, that's fake blood. No, dude, that's not fake blood. I'm like, dude, yes, it is. Oh, it, well, it looks like that because they're junkies. They're what? Their blood's thinner. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, shut up. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over the years, how many hilarious things like that have you heard? I mean, we can go to the. Um, I remember having a conversation with you and Christian about mm. the men behind the sun, about some of the ridiculous <laughs> things that people say that. Oh, it could have been that, but. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I hear all sorts of stuff, good and bad, you know, what always pisses me off is when I got filmmakers lying to me yeah. and I had one company in Italy, I was trying to buy one of their films. Uh, I could say it, it was Necrostorm, right? And I was going to buy Tater City and they're like, oh, well, we have sold 30,000 units at full retail price. I'm like, no, you have not. <laughs> That's that. Don't lie to me. Why? Why would you lie to me about that? <laughs> and I, I get I get tons of people lying to me and stuff. And yeah, it's just it's just like, ugh, dude, what, you're not helping your case here, man. <laughs> you're gonna find yeah. out eventually. It's like not that hard if the internet's around. So, oh yeah, I already know. You know, it's like <clears throat> I had one guy put out his movie, and <clears throat> I sold. It took me seven years to sell three hundred copies, and the guy. It's like, oh, I hear you, you, you're ripping me off. I'm like, no, dude, look, here's screenshots of the distributor. Here you go. Look, this is what I've sold. I've sold 10,000 units. I'm like, no, you did not. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> if you, that's if you sold 10,000 units, yeah, yeah, 10,000 units at 30 bucks each, that's $300,000. Have you yeah. ever sold 10,000 units of anything? Yeah, I mean, back in the day, it was easier, you know, uh, like aftermath was twenty thousand, rock and roll was seventy thousand. Yeah, before the digital aspect. Yeah, well, before the retailers closed, you know, because uh -huh. uh, that's the thing. When you had retailers, people would buy stuff because it's there, you know. Mm -hmm. But with all the retailers going out of business, then it's not there, <laughs> you know. And like you said, you uh, got my stuff at Best Buy. Mm -hmm. Best Buy was awesome. They'd buy so much and people would go there and, and Best Buy purposely carried all the crazy cult movies mm -hmm. on purpose to 
closed down all the mom and pop video stores. Oh, wow. and, uh, and they did. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I kind of do remember how massive that was in comparison. It was right around the same time. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was their point. And then uh, Best Buy, I think they did some kind of weird deal with Warner Brothers or something to where if they bought, you know, X amount of movies, they'd get an extra 10% off or something stupid like that. Mm. So mm. instead, they started slowly getting rid of all the indie stuff. Because when you went to the horror section, what was it? It was us, Media Blasters, Anchor Bay, Troma, Cine- it was everybody. Arts Magic. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they were just like, well, we can sell 20 copies of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and The Matrix, but we sell one or two of these, so let's get The Matrix and blah, blah, blah. So then they started, you know, getting rid of all the cool stuff, and yeah. that's when they went to hell, because yeah. now who the hell goes to Best Buy? Yeah. Didn't you used to own a video store? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Didn't you used yeah, to own yeah, a video yeah. store? Yeah, well, I opened up... Uh, I, I used to be a bootlegger back in the day. <laughs> I was one of those naughty bastards, right? But this was back when the VHS days, you know? And suddenly I started seeing movies like Necromantic coming up on DVD and Cannibal Holocaust and everything. So I'm like, fuck. So I started, I would delete all the titles that were coming out. And I was like, well, shit, I might as well, I need to get legitimate. Let me open up a video store. And I opened up the video store. And uh, it was terrible. (laughs) What was the name Uh, of the store? It was called Video Mayhem. Hmm. Cool. And it had a big rated R on the front door (laughs) because, you know, I had all sorts of crazy bootlegs and Chinese Uh imports and Japanese imports and, you know, all sorts of cool stuff. But it was before because like a grindhouse video uh, in Tampa, they started, you know, like years ago. But like mine was open in 2000 and yeah, I was lucky to keep the lights on, <laughs> but it was before it's time. I think because Mike Sandlin tells me at Grindhouse video, he tells me his daily sales and I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Cause he, he does in a day what it took me a whole month to do. Yeah. But is he he's doing it online or is he doing it in person? Uh, in person and online. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he was doing there. There are days he'd do 3000 bucks. Wow. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell, Tampa? You know, yep. you know, it, it's just, it wasn't, you know, and I was doing plenty of advertising and stuff. It's just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike tells me I opened it before my time too, because, <laughs> you know, a cult video store back then was a rarity. You know, I think you had Scarecrow Video in Seattle. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. I, I I go there a couple times. Uh, right here and there. We live an place. hour from there, so that's kind of our stomping ground. Scarecrow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got some good stuff too. Yeah, they really do. I'm impressed every time I go through. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? So, I actually know. drove up there and rented certain things from Unearth, but just mm-hmm. stuff that I couldn't oh, rent from Netflix or from. Um, my video stores because i did also your movies from netflix rentals yeah Um, yeah they they used to carry up most of our stuff too you know but then they stopped caring about their mail stuff they still do it you can still mail order from them (laughs) yeah that's what i heard 
I don't know. Anybody you, can rent, you can rent with Scarecrow, actually, apparently not even through Seattle. So if you're in another state, you can rent from Scarecrow Video, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's a I mean, I had a friend who owned a, a place called Anime Network and they started getting into releasing anime titles. So I, I sold them a bunch. And, you know, actually, I sold them enough anime titles for them to release that I bought a house. Wow. <laughs> anime sells. So, it's like next yeah. to porn. Anime is like. The- yeah. Well, no, they, anime they, porn. <laughs> oh, I, I'm like, I'm trying to get it. It's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. La Blue Girl. I could see you put out La Blue Girl or something like that. Or... <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm trying to put the live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Live, live action La Blue Girl. Little mm-hmm. hokey, but. I could totally see that. Totally. Or weird. Angel of Darkness. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's, I think there's another one. Uh, is it, is it Angel of Darkness? Angel of Darkness is the tentacle. Yeah. Oh, that's, is that, and there was five of them? Yeah. Oh, you are my favorite friend. <laughs> uh, just because I forgot what the fucking title was. And yeah. I've been trying to find it, and I can't find it anywhere online. Yeah, I have and, them if you want to, uh, if you need them visually. <laughs> You've well, got I, Scarecrow video in your background, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I used to bootleg those back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I basically have bootlegs of them. That's basically what I have. I, I don't have um those physically but in any way but they're yeah, those, the the angel of darkness series is, is more tentacly than the La blue girl series yeah it really is and <laughs> i actually like them uh, i like them better at least when it comes and, and there's more of them when it comes to live action ones there's a lot of the anime for the La blue girl but yeah 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 it's uh uh teenager years <laughs> damn i'm old <laughs> have you ever thought about putting out like saudi screams or which one the saudi, saudi scream. scream oh uh the the amount of money they want it's not worth it oh is that what it is i wasn't sure because i was like i, I wasn't sure if zeus is just you know owned well, by I, the yakuza and won't let it go or something. <laughs> oh no it. yeah there's that too there there's that that's a big problem because the Yakuza, they are legitimate in Japan, but you don't want to get in bed with them. Yeah, and right. our reps in, in our reps in Japan refuse. They're like, "Oh no, that's owned by the Yakuza. I am not getting into bed with them." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know? feel like they jack up the interest until they uh, have your life in their hands, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. I mean, they own you know banks. They own like stockbroker firms, and they they own like a little bit of everything normal, as well as all the fucked up stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of the problems why you see uh, there's a bunch of Japanese horror films that can't be released because it's mm-hmm. Yakuza, or yeah. one of the companies went bankrupt because it's usually three or four different companies go in and make mm-hmm. make a movie together. And if one of the group companies is Yakuza based, or if that one of the companies goes bankrupt, then that movie is held up in legal bullshit. So mm-hmm. they can't get put out. That's frustrating because so, there's so much good stuff that ha- hasn't even been <clears throat> subtitled yet. Yeah. But, is yeah, All Night Long in that category or? I don't know. I mean, I was just going to ask. The thing is, they got like five or six of them. There's six, yeah. And, you know, and I know Media Blasters put out three of them. Well, the yeah, the other three are because they don't have subtitles for the other three. So it'd be nice to get a release to actually have subtitles for those. 
Right. See, but the question would be, would they be able to sell enough to put out all six? I think so. The all night longs are really popular. I think um, like if they were packaged like the those three that nobody has yet, except for on bootlegs, mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. probably sell about two hundred at least. I have over there. I have all the all night long VHS originals. Like I love that set, and like it took me like that's a heavy collector seeked item. So I know it's popular. But Steven, that probably happens where like you have people saying like, Oh yeah, you'll probably sell at least this much. And then you, yeah. And then never does. It doesn't. And then wah, wah, wah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That happens. We're, we're being a little bit more careful now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, just because the sales are lower, uh, ever since the, uh, Ever since the internet get fa- got fast enough to where the torrents can be downloaded in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. yeah, that's when the the industry started started tanking. Yeah, just maybe it's just downloading all the shit, you know. Yeah, and- it takes the one guy to buy the first copy and then just rips it, and then there you go. Well, one thing yeah. your your audience has been like really talking about for the last year, at least couple of years, is the Daisuke Yamanuchi box set. Uh, is that something that? Is just like rumors of, or is that something that you've actually been thinking about releasing a series of? I thought about it. Uh, I mean, Red Room One and Two didn't do too well. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, but we're we're talking like you know, fifteen hundred units, you know, mm-hmm. but over seven years, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it, you know, uh, lit the sky on fire or anything like that, because you got to pay for the rights. Mm-hmm. And then the authoring and the manufacturing and blah, 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 right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, well, you thought so, about yeah. re, re putting out Red Rum though, right? Or putting it back in stock? Maybe. The thing is, it's standard definition. Hmm. It was shot on video back in the day. So there's no like 1080 master or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it'd have to be up converted and nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. I mean, other other companies are doing it. Some, some, some can look good. You know, like we had to up up convert a couple of Nicholson's movies because he lost all the masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and even his editors, they, he gave them all the high def footage that he shot, and they kicked out stuff to him for four, at 480 for DVD, but they never gave him the fucking high def version. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and I'm like, dude, where's the high def? I know you shot it in high def, and. He's like, well, no, they never gave it to me. I'm like, dude, who the hell are you working with? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, uh, so yeah, so there's a problem. I mean, like animation, tons of it is, you know, it's, it's all 480 because that's what it was made for. Mm -hmm. So, but up converting, uh, anime looks a hell of a lot better than, than, you know, film, you know? Yeah. So, uh, or video. Yeah. Yeah. Video, you know? Yeah, especially digital. Yeah, so it's it's sort of rough. I mean, we we almost had the year at Sakadoji series, but the the terrible thing was they they have a new 4K master of the first film, but it's only 87 minutes long. (laughs) What what series is that? What the hell? Huh? What series is that? Year at Sakadoji? I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, Overfiend. Yeah. Yeah, Overfiend. Yeah. Legend yeah. of the Overfiend. Oh, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, and and you know, and, and because they had the version in 4K, but it's severely cut. I mean, damn movies like close to two hours. Mm. It's like 87 minutes. And it's like, wait a minute. 
you know, and then we were trying to get the master materials and they don't have any and so we ended up passing on it. And then, you know, the up conversion software is better now. And we hit them back up, but somebody picked it up. So mm-hmm. it's just like, because the thing is they, they have the, the TV show, then the edited TV show into movies and then the, the edited movies and all they have is the edited version. So it's like, we would have had to get the perfect collection from France. I guess the box sets go for 500 bucks now or something stupid. Dang. And then we just have to rip it and up convert it from those masters. Yeah. And and, yeah. That's not cool. So <laughs> I, I hear, I hear that you um, have the rights to Muzani or might have the rights to Muzani. Is that true? And have you thought about putting that out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just been waiting on the damn materials from the company. Okay. That's exciting. I'm really excited for that if that does get a release. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know some asshole made subtitles for it and put them online and shit, and the guy was my friend, and I'm like, hey, stop that. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Some of that's crazy, because I thought about getting into that business, to be honest, like getting um, making subtitles for like Saudi Screams and movies that don't have it and just trying to get into that. Because it just seems like there's not a lot of that, you know, especially for films, it's just no one spent the time to do it. And it's not the fact that there's it just doesn't exist, you know? Um, well, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's partially <laughs> why I'd never did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I did the, I did the subtitles for black sun, the Nan King massacre myself. Mm-hmm. It took me two months. Damn. I bet. And, you know, because, I mean, it, it's a dialogue-heavy movie, too. There was, like, 1,200 lines of dialogue, because mm-hmm. I can still remember that number. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, yeah, having to write them all out and time it. and Yeah, the timing is a pl- bitch, you know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. I hear there's so, a way you can, like, upload it onto YouTube and then use their thing and then just delete it <laughs> kind of thing and just use their subtitles. I but, think, well, I got kicked off of YouTube for doing something like that to where i put something up there it was like the new version of slaughter of the swine oh uh, and it just got caught too quick because you have to basically do it before you get kicked off oh no they they flag stuff before it's even uploaded now no they do like oh, right. a quality yeah. check yeah yeah i mean it, it was it was up there my friend watched it and then i deleted it and then next thing i know i got a message from uh youtube hey we saw a nipple on one of your videos and we deleted it. Don't worry. You don't have a strike. Nothing's wrong. You're good to go. And then well, we have our on you. <laughs> but, and then I get another email from them. Hey, we found something on your YouTube channel. And next thing you know, the, the next email is we are horrified. We have deleted your channel forever. <laughs> and you are now off of it forever. Ooh. And I'm like, well, <laughs> shit. So I'm guessing YouTube, it's probably slaughter. Of the swine is probably on one of their servers. Uh, and he looked at it and then somebody else looked at it and they're like oh my god because <laughs> the slaughter of swine oh fuck Man, so that's it's, that's it's one of the new guinea pigs right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's and that's the first one to come out of the two new recent right and then chum bucket is next yeah 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 um uh yeah slaughter the swine i mean uh eric fox He's like, dude, uh, let's, you know, let's make a movie. I'll do all the effects. I'm like, okay, awesome. And yeah, he wanted to do this Illuminati satanic ritual. And oh man. So basically 
<laughs> we recreated one of the Illuminati satanic sex torture rituals. Mm. And fuck me. Oof. It went against everything that I said that I was not going to do in the guinea pig search. <laughs> yeah. Because the guinea pig movies, even though they're extreme violent, there, there's no vagina. There's no dicks. Yeah. There's no cum shots. There's no pee. There's no vomit. There's no poo. There's no this. There's no that. There's yeah. no genitalia mutilation. There's this, that, this, that. Yeah, it's basically all that and slaughter. Uh, but it's all fake. Yeah, oh, okay. It's, 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 it's everything's fake. But, you know, yeah, we, we push some fucking boundaries on it to where I'm like, oh, man. Because <laughs> yeah. I had seven rules and it was like, no pee, no poo, no ejaculate, no vomit. Yeah. Uh, no rape, no rape, no, no genitalia. And I'm like, okay, and that's there we go. That's how we do the guinea pigs. It's just for gore hounds, and mm-hmm. you, know, you know, let everybody else pee and poo for their movies. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you did do the too extreme for mainstream, which kind of had a you know a bit of elements of that, and maybe that's kind of like why it's yeah. Acceptable he, he's just talking pass. about the guinea pig. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like your image of sorts of like you know, since you are you repping that in your unearthed um, repertoire, you know. Oh yeah, no, no. I scare people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that. I, it's I, I meet, you know, other filmmakers, and and you know, uh, I hang out with a lot of you know elder filmmakers, and they know what I do, and they're like, "Fuck, dude, you know, uh, yeah, I'm afraid to watch any of your movies you put out." And I'm like, "No, no, no. There's plenty of good movies in there, man. No, no, uh, dude, dude. Yeah, no." <laughs> that is really something for everybody though in the unearth catalog i feel like i could find something for everyone oh yeah, yeah 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 you know i mean we got that hilarious house of frightenstein thing coming up i was wondering about that could you tell us a little bit more about that it's a weird kid show that was made in 1971 and it was made at like a local news station and uh they managed to get vincent price because he wanted to do something for the kids and they hit him up at the right time. So that he, they, Vincent price gave him like a greatly reduced, uh, uh, fee. Right. And he actually, cause there's a hundred, there's a hundred episodes of this thing. Right. And he actually knocked out all 100 episodes within three to four days. And they would just hand him his hand him, you know, what he's supposed to say, you know, acting, you know, script. He'd read it and he'd put it down and he would say everything he actually just read right then and there. So they they shot like, you know, three different scenes for every show with him. So it was like sort of, you know, crazy that he knocked it out in three or four days. And uh, and since it's a kid show. You know, it's one guy named Billy Van. He actually is plays every character in the show. <laughs> hmm. And uh, it's funny. It's like it's like a weird kid show, but it got really big late at night because I guess all the stoned hippies and shit would watch it because it was funny and psychedelic. And uh, the crazy thing that's killing us right now is the damn music rights. Uh because since it was a local TV show, 
they were allowed to use any fucking music they wanted. Oh yeah. And they have this bit in there where the Billy Van plays a werewolf disc jockey, the Wolf Man, and he's like, "Yeah, and and today, kids, we're going to be dancing to the Beatles, you know." Uh-oh. And oh no, yeah. Here's the Rolling Stones and shit, and I'm like, "Oh." So now you yeah, it ends up being really expensive if you try to get any of those rights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, and we're going. We're, we've been trying to get the rights, and we cleared. 12 songs so far and i'm hoping we can clear another 30 to go <laughs> and then you know does have 30 episodes that'll be 100 clear yeah but, you know there's shit there's no way in hell i'm going to be able to get like george harrison my sweet lord <laughs> it's oh, like wow. yeah, yeah that's oh yeah yeah we'll sell that to you twenty thousand, and that's the cheap that's cheap <laughs> And it's like, you know, how much of this can we sell? I, we know the fans want the original music. <clears throat> cool, but for fuck's sakes. Fucking, I mean. Yeah. Well, it's hard when you reference it and you say something. If you could just, like, go over and do the music again, that's different. But when you, like, say, like, now we have the Beatles playing. And they're like, you play something else. It's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, and even, like, sound-alike songs. You know, covers or something that just like. <laughs> well, Stephen, have you ever thought about reaching back into the Unearthed Records catalog, possibly some Bloodshot or something? I've 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 thought that that's the thing. I didn't make those guys any fucking money. Yeah, mm. uh, we're actually going to have Bloodshot on the show. Uh, he's like our next guest. So, um, oh, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, yeah. and it it just it didn't it didn't it didn't fly. You know. <clears throat> I mean, uh, we, we, you know, they, they'd give us the CDs. We'd put them in the system. They'd get shipped around, shipped around, shipped around. And then by the time, like, they got, got back to MVD, fucking all the shipping to the different stores that would try and sell it and then come back and this and that. And, and nobody was buying CDs at the time either. Yeah. And there, there's a big resurgence of vinyl. And I was looking into doing the vinyl with one of Screamer Claus's albums, but holy moly, it's like, you know, it was like five grand to get 500 discs, yeah, you know, 500 records to where we're like, eh, and, you know, and I asked the filmmakers, you know, hey, if we do this, are you cool? Because we got to recoup this money. And if they say no, then we don't do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, and, and horrorcore rap, you know, I mean, it's its own distinct genre. It sells to the fans. <laughs> Not, yeah, it's yeah, hard to yeah. just set it up at a record store and expect people to buy stuff about like murdering your girlfriend and shit. So, yeah, unless it's already at a horror movie type place, and it's like fitting, you know, maybe. But yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. And the thing is, uh, I forget the name of the company that was uh, with Bloodshot and them, and they were all supposed to go out on tour you know, to help support the CD releases and shit. Mm-hmm. But there's all sorts of weird infighting and stuff. Oh, so, yeah. So- I mean, th- they were with S- Serial Killing Records, and then they had their own, like, uh, Horror Crunk Entertainment and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's too bad, I mean, it but cool. it's cool that you tried yeah. you tried it out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm always trying something out. I mean, uh, we're working on toys now. Mm-hmm. and uh, i'm just looking at the new sculpt for society because mm. uh, i'm working with you brian usner right now 
Yeah, I love, oh, Society like, the movie, nice. Yeah, I love Society. Yeah, and uh, the hard like part make a toy that's like a mesh of all the people together, maybe like can... that's it would, <laughs> it would be too big. We we looked at it and tried to figure out you know how to do that. Connect the pieces. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like, but what if you know we're doing it and it's not doing well to where we don't finish <clears throat> it? You know, if you have a figuring of him as an asshole, it's like I'm a butthead. I would fucking buy that that's for sure well, you see, now, <laughs> now here's the thing because we discussed this in detail right because yeah. in the movie the guy has a blanket put over his torso mm-hmm. right so all you see is the back legs right so to make a toy it would have to be a nude guy <laughs> he's gonna be on all fours and he's not gonna have a head or neck so it'll just be the shoulders and then he'll have the butt head, right? Yeah. So it's going to be a guy, a naked guy on all fours with his mouth for his ass. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think it's going to sell. Especially I, if, I, it's, I, if it's you, fuckable, then you're definitely going to sell. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm I'm like you know how many Barbies are going to be mouth fucking the guy from society? Is, is that going to be part of the too extreme for mainstream then? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, because because is like, oh yeah, you know, he's like, well, we we got to do this and that, and I'm like, well, dude, if you actually watch the society movie, there's really not many characters that we could turn into a toy that's cool. You yeah. know, that's the yeah. problem, and so we ended up uh, doing the movie poster. Where it's the blonde chick that's peeling her face face off. Mm-hmm. She got a nice rack. We did that, and hopefully it'll fit in the the box, and you'll get the little mini society poster with it and shit. You know, and mm-hmm. and it looks amazing. It looks a hell of a lot better than the toys that we're selling now. Mm-hmm. Uh, different sculpt sculptor. Yeah, you know. I have I have the um, little Serbian film guy that Malice film. Yeah, I mean that that. You see, that one's an oddity because really it's just a guy with a giant dick in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's funny and interesting. I actually got to send uh, two copies to uh, the director in Serbia because the actor found out he, we made a toy of him. Oh. And he's like, oh, I, I, need, I need me in toy. <laughs> By the way, who has the baby right now? Me. Okay. I know it was between like you and Marcus I had it for a second. <laughs> oh well Marcus was my roommate for a while. Oh okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. are you uh, you were living and also with um Jeremy Cruz, right? Or were you living with him for a second? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy was living here. He moved out in December. Okay. So I turned his room into an office. Oh cool. so I'm I'm getting all professional and shit now. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> so you're living so, yeah. alone now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm. Must be kind of nice. Weird. It, it's sort of nice, but then, you know, it, you end up doing wacky stuff because you're alone. Sure. <laughs> wacky. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Getting wacky too much. <laughs> it's a little wacky. You know, you, you never know what you can do with two slices of cheese until you try. Especially with all that tentacle porn laying around your house. I like. Especially when they melt the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> but yeah. So and Jeremy moved. He he uh, moved to a, a studio apartment uh, that's with his friend who does effects for like Grey's Anatomy and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
so he's doing some Grey's Anatomy work with the guy, and he's also working on Marvel suits and stuff for like Shazam and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Nice. So he's kicking ass, and he's been working doing the effects for the uh, Alien Extermination Extermination Experiment, which will be the third guinea pig in the new new barrel bunch, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So how many? Um, so how far along are all the guinea pigs right now? Um, when it comes to the first two, like, are they all post and pretty much ready to go or? Uh, slaughter the swines in post uh, needs to be edited. I mean, I had it edited by a Lewis, Lewis Justin at Massacre, mm-hmm. but we needed some pickup shots and some close up of masks. And there was two gore scenes we fucking missed totally. Mm-hmm. Like the, the shot uh, didn't work out or something? <clears throat> no, 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 just totally, totally missed it. Mm. We totally missed a dick flower getting carved off of a body. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, it isn't important. The dick flower is very important in the movie. Mm-hmm. And somehow we didn't fucking get it, get it getting cut off the body. And we, mm-hmm. we missed the scooping out the brains, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, how the hell do we do that? But we shot Slaughter in three days, but we didn't get it done. So we shot it another two days, like a week later. And we had a really weird time schedule because somebody was supposed to come into the room that we were shooting in to hook it up for some kind of 3D printing or 3D experience or something. Luckily, they were behind. So we got to go back the next week and reshoot what we were missing, which was the big orgy scene. (laughs) I directed my first orgy scene. Oh, nice. How did that feel? Uh, Weird. Yeah. Uh, weird because everybody was naked mm-hmm. looking at me for direction. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And I wasn't supposed to direct it either. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just supposed to be the, the producer money guy. Mm. And I showed up there and I saw how far behind on the FX they were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Eric, you know, there, just there's too many effects. You got to do that. Just let me direct. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we so. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, so I didn't know I was supposed to direct an orgy. I think I would have been better prepared, had more lubricant available, <laughs> or if you cleared your head a little bit more that morning. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, how many guinea saying, pigs are you gonna make? Do you think? Well, the, the idea. I mean, I, I've said eight, mm-hmm. right? And Jesse and Marcus are making that chum bucket. Uh, they're working on the close-up effect shots now, and. Uh, slaughters eric's but now it's like it's in my hands for the editing and the color correction and blah 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 because it's supposed to be like a found tape or something because you know it's supposed to be illuminati ritual based out of the 80s i think oh cool <clears throat> so and, and that's what you know what eric wanted to do because i usually i let people have a little freedom but i try to write them all and i mean i did write the screenplay for slaughter of the swine um and yeah and then i I like glossed over all the dicks and dick mutilation and all the shit you know Mm -hmm. because i was thinking uh it was gonna look trauma-esque you know Mm because eric you know a lot of uh trauma movies with lloyd and yeah we're, we're doing the things and i'm like oh fuck that looks too real man that looks too real that's Oh, that looks terrible. Oh, fuck. When we got that on camera, 
ah, fuck, this is going to be in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so this one's not going to be, because, like, with Bouquet of Guts and Gore, you'll notice you really don't find that on Voodoo or Peacock or Netflix or anything like yeah. that. Mm. True. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not, you know, so Slaughter of the Swine will be another one to where it's like, nobody's going to touch this motherfucker for VOD at all. Not going to be on Tubi <laughs> or anything. Not going to be no way. There's no way. Well, that was one that cool is... thing about the first one, though, is I was just like, I don't know, you kind of knew you, if you're going to see it, you had to buy it. So I had to buy it to see it, you know? And, um, that's I feel like that's what, a really good way to like splash back into the guinea pig series is making that like necessity <laughs> to have the physical version of it. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise you, you ain't gonna get it until it gets on the torrent site. So, yeah, I, I, actually, the 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 guinea pigs for the longest time they weren't on the torrent sites. I was happy for that, you know, because I've had other friends they they make their movie and the the next day, you know, after they send out copies, boom, it's on the torrent sites and they're freaking out. And yeah, Bouquet did not show up on the torrent sites after the Indiegogo, and then after the release. Didn't show up on the torrent sites after release either. So everybody was really fucking cool. You know, my hat's off to all you friends out there that bought it and never torrented it, you know, or put it up there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now with that damn stupid iceberg that's floating around, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as that started making the rounds, boop, they popped up in like the mainstream torrent sites <laughs> to where. Yeah. Creamer Claus told me, he's like, hey, dude, you're actually up there with all the Warner Brothers movies and shit like that. And I'm like, okay, well, <clears throat> before they started it, so that's cool. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought of getting into like a comical thing if you're, since you're doing like a tribute to the original guinea pig? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the idea for the last one. Oh, okay. Is that, that's, that's my idea. And, uh, the idea was it was going to be two competing mad scientists, their neighbors across the street from each other. Mm -hmm. And they're both mm -hmm. trying to outdo each other with their comical hijinks. <laughs> I fucking love that idea. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be, that would be cool. Uh, you know, like I fucked mean, up we'll Halloween see... decorations. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it'd be, you know, like mad two two mad science, scientist laboratories. Uh, and they're all trying to outdo each other. And, yeah, you know, think, cool. think it'd be like, you know, the guy, you know, the uh, doctor from Frank and Hooker. Oh, okay. But mm. you got two of them, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> and, they're, and they're neighbors trying to nice. outdo each other. <clears throat> I like it. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So that's that's my idea. It reminds know? me of Spy versus Spy a little bit. Mm. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exa yeah, exactly. That's, that's what it would be, you know. So, uh, that's my idea on that. But then we're working on trying to get the rights, remake rights to a couple of things right now. And 2LDK is one of them. Uh, I was surprised when I saw that you got that because, I mean, it, that was a big deal when it came out. And then it's just been no one's, I haven't heard of anyone talk about that since I saw it when it came out. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because you, you got, you got new fans. Yeah, you know? true. I mean, uh, Cause I'm old, I'm 52 and I've been a horror fanatic since I was a kid. You know, uh, mm -hmm. my mom, when the tooth fairy would come, 
the tooth fairy would leave me a rubber monster instead of a nickel or a quarter or whatever. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so I was always into, <coughs> Ooh, God bless me. I was always into horror and whatnot when I was a kid. So, but yeah, these days, <coughs> I mean, when we put out the untold story, you know, so many people are like, what's that? I'm like, what? Fuck you. Because <laughs> <laughs> three, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, back in the day, you know, they would bring up untold story in the same breath with Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. And because <clears throat> it's an amazing film. And when we put it out, so many people are like, what is this category three thing you speak of? I'm like, what? And I'm like, what? So now, you know, uh, luckily we got Untold Story and Dr. Lamb and Calamity of Snakes mm -hmm. before all the other DVD labels started scouring all the companies in China. <laughs> That's awesome. And now the thing is, all the Chinese companies are all like, oh, yeah, no, no, it's Oh, you you want that movie? Okay, fifty thousand dollars. Oh god! Like, whoa! It's like, wait a minute. No, that's like, that's almost double the, tr tr close to triple the price of what I was paying. Well, they know the worth, then I guess that people are going to be seeking it out all of a sudden. Is there a reason why you went for those movies like at this period of time? Was there like a window for it or something? Oh, it's because nobody touched them yet. Okay, mm -hmm. you know, and <laughs> you didn't go for them like. 10 years ago or something oh uh well just because at the time we had i mean we had a rocky position because when we came out strong you know junk aftermath the guinea pig box set rock and roll but we got ripped off hardcore and uh yeah and it took us a while to get back from that and then we went with another distributor and then we got ripped off again <laughs> went with another one got ripped off again I mean, yeah, it's a it's a dangerous, screwed up industry, and so many people get ripped <laughs> off. And it's just disgusting. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it took a while for us to get back, you know. Uh, but now we're doing great. So it's like, okay, let's buy us some movies. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's <clears throat> there's some companies like Arrow and Shout Factory and Scream Factory. They are spending too much for movies. <laughs> they i know what they're paying and it's yeah because you get offered some of it yeah so yeah i mean we handle we because we handle like uh for international sales we handle reanimator beyond you know reanimator brighter reanimator society we handle brain damage we handle hills have eyes and we all sold them to arrow before but we ain't selling that shit to them anymore we're going to be putting this stuff out in 4k ourselves mm -hmm. uh but, you know, we know, I mean, uh, Alligator, we were the ones who were handling that. <laughs> we sold it to Shout. Wow. You know how much they paid for it? You'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was stupid money. Stupid yeah. money. Because I'm like, let's put out Alligator ourselves. And my, my business partner's like, well, Shout's willing to pay this. And I'm like, what? That's that's what? Okay. Well, let them. <laughs> I let them do yeah. all the dirty work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still got our agent commission. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. You know, without having to pay that kind of. Yeah, yeah. And and some of the companies have more money to throw around too. Mm -hmm. uh, so so we're we're choosy, but we're getting bigger and bigger titles. Uh, and yeah, because like, 
I know uh, I brought up the Giver on the last uh, podcast. <laughs> I was, was going to bring that up too. But yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and then I guess they figured out they had like uh, a hot potato in their hands. And then they started telling everybody on Twitter. And then suddenly, boom, everybody knew we had the Giver and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's cool. I mean, cool thing is, is we got the R-rated cut, which nobody's ever put out on DVD before. So that's cool. I like that. But we got another big one uh, we haven't announced yet called No Escape. Uh, stars Ray Liotta, hmm. Lance Henriksen, Ernie Hudson. Uh, and it's it's actually awesome. It was right <laughs> after uh, Goodfellas. And, uh, and uh, Ray Liotta was offered a sci-fi, apocalyptic, future, action-adventure-y type of Mad Maxi type of thing. And it's awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We picked that up. We haven't announced it yet because I'm working on extras now. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants extras and all that crap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but that one should do well. And that'll be all over VOD and everywhere else and shit, you know. So that, that's a little bit more mainstreamy. That's cool. I, I've never even heard of that one. What's that one called again? The title? No Escape. No Escape. Oh, it sounds familiar. It's like ringing a bell. But I'm sure if I saw that cover, there's like a few of those movies that came out in the 90s that have like, you know, three or four really popular actors. Like, why haven't I ever heard of this? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it was out on DVD when DVD was like first DVD. It was like, I think 97, 98. Mm. Uh, you know, but it's, it hasn't been released since then. And, you know, we got a beautiful 1080 version of it, you know, and, you know, this, that. But, yeah, yeah, I remember renting it back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Yeah, yeah. And we found, and the funny thing is, is that we're, we're talking to this company in France. And uh, we, we, we said, hey, give us your list. And they gave us their list and No Escape was not on there. But mm-hmm. that was what we were buying from them. And I'm like, why isn't this on the list? What else are you missing? What else are you missing? I need to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm wanting to buy more. You give me more now. <laughs> so how does bidding work exactly when you're bidding for the rights? Hmm. Well, that's when you got like more than one company wanting it. So uh, it's like when we, we were handling uh, Coffin Joe's Embodiment of Evil. Mm, love Coffin Joe. Sold it, yeah, we saw, sold it to Anchor Bay for 40000 just for the UK. They didn't want it for the US, which was surprising. And then nobody wanted it. And then I'm finally like, okay, screw it. I'm like, let's put out in Coffin Joe. I love a Coffin Joe movie, but this one's a little hokey because he's walking around in his top hat and his cape mm-hmm. <laughs> in daylight, you know, walking down the sidewalk. Ah, it's a little, that looks a little suspicious, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's a cool movie. So I was like, okay. Let's uh, let's 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 say ten grand. Let's buy it for ten grand. And since we were handling it, we're like, hey, ten grand, you know. And they're like, okay, cool. And they're like, oh, well, Synapse wants it. They're offering fifteen grand. Hmm. They're like, ooh, is it worth fifteen grand? And I was like, mm, I don't know. And this was like back in the days when sales were good too, not not as low as they are now. But mm-hmm. and we ended up. And then they said that, oh, the Synapse offered 20000 We are like, okay, they can have it for twenty. Come to find out from Jerry that they, they actually paid fifteen. 
but they said that sales for it were terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I dodged a bullet, but usually what happens is we'll put we'll put it in a bid. Somebody else will say, "Oh, okay, they offered this. I'll offer that," and then they come back to us to see if we'll match it or if we'll go over the top. Sometimes companies mm-hmm. lie about it. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Sometimes they lie and say, "Oh, we have somebody else else interested. They're willing to pay this. Can you match uh, that?" You know. So it's like it's, it's that's shady. Tricky. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's just like playing poker in a way, mm-hmm. you know. You like they're bluffing, them. yeah. Like, I don't think they have a bitter, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, now <laughs> it's like uh, I was told that uh, um, uh, the company we bought, Dr. Lamb, an untold story off of, you know, got got them, for me, great price, right? Great price. And then I had one of my uh, friends that owns another company, He's like, hey, man, I got a quick question. I know you just bought, some, you know, untold story from this company. And I asked them for like a, an action adventure thing. And they're telling me 50 grand per movie. And I'm like, oh, dude, fuck. I'm like, OK, well, that's because, you know, I know Arrow just hit them up and Vinegarson, you know, everybody's hitting them up. So, yeah, they're raising their prices drastically. And don't buy it for 50 because you're going to lose your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever bought in? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, have you ever bought into something and then ended up not wanting to put it out and just sat on it? Oh no, no, no! I would never, I would never pay money and have something sit. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I mean, it makes sense. Always, yeah, yeah. I will always, you know, if I buy it, I'm putting it out or you selling know. to somebody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we did that with uh, a movie called Electric Dragon, eighty thousand volts. Oh, I love that fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. And we were going to buy it. And we did the contract and it was $28,000, which is like high, right? Yeah, especially for a film like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm like, and I decided against it. And so we ended up selling it to Discotech for the same exact price. And I'm pretty sure they lost their ass on it too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Because 28, I mean, we bought Frankenhooker for 20,000, if that tells you anything. Oh, yeah. I was wondering about that. So, Troma, did they originally distribute that? And then, like, what happened? How did you guys get that? Because it has a oh, Troma well, logo at the beginning, like, when I watched it. Huh. Uh, I don't remember Troma having it. But... A Frankenhooker? Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I've never seen a Frankenhooker as Troma. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, Maybe I not. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it was it was somebody whoever had the uh, VHS. It could have been Vestron. I forget who, but you pushed a button on it and it said "Want a date." And, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was sitting. It, it was just sitting at a film library. Uh, company's name was Amcel actually. And uh, I know Synapse did a deal with them to do scanning for their for their movies, so they ended up with Frankenhooker after us. Uh, uh, which sort of sucks, you know, but what are you going to do? Right. I mean, I've gotten into bidding wars with other companies and, you know, I, I usually let them win. Cause I'm like, Oh, you, ju- you just went beyond where we can make profit by <laughs> you. You can have it in your library. <laughs> oh, it was when I watched it on shutter recently is when it had the trauma logo at the beginning. I think. Oh, weird. So, I don't know. 
I could. Yeah, that's that's. I, huh. I could still be wrong. So. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you have to be wrong. Yeah, because it's at be. synapse. Because synapse happens. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, usually if you do a scan, it's from a film negative or something. There might be the companies who produced it at the beginning, but Trauma was never a part of it. All right. Yeah, yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, that has always confused me, but or since I watched it the last time, it's confused me, but okay, cool. There's an interview, and I was curious on this, that you're um, talking about there being Easter eggs that um, people would sneak into your DVDs. Um, What are they? Like, what Easter eggs um, are there in your DVDs? From what Screamer Claus has told me, it's his music videos. Sometimes it's a short movie of his. Uh, I know the Flower, Flesh, and Blood has a bunch of Easter eggs on that. No, no. Yeah, Flower, Flesh, and Blood. Uh, that's got like a hidden trailer for Muzani in there. I think Girl School Hell 1999. And uh, alternate cut of uh, Flower, Flesh, and Blood, which... I edited myself to take out all the hokey moments mm-hmm. where it's just pure snuff film. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, cool. So that, that's, that's on the, uh, uh, and with Jimmy, I don't know. He just told me that he puts Easter eggs on a bunch of our movies. That's funny. And hidden, yeah. And I have no clue what they are. No clue what movies they're on. <laughs> don't no one's made movies. a, no one's made a list or done anything to. Nope. 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 Either. Either Jimmy really, really hid them well, or he's bullshitting me. Yeah, just making you think that they're there. I don't think that he's bullshitting me because he was laughing too hard when he told me. Right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. So there's It's like the doom game of finding the head, you know, behind the boss type thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean, I talked to Jimmy today because we're just finaling up, finalizing the old man movie dubbing that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh... And that, that'll be an awesome, awesome release. Damn mm-hmm. thing, it's so friggin' funny, man. Have you ever I thought haven't... about releasing anything else from Jimmy Screamer Claus? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in talks. I mean, we just started the Unearthed Animation label. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're in talks. I mean, you know, he works with us all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just that when we released Where the Dead Go to Die, at the time, Blu-ray authoring was massively expensive, like four grand plus just to author the disc and the costs were so high that I didn't make them barely much at all. We actually lost our ass on the Blu-rays back in the day. Cause nobody was really doing Blu-rays. Nobody was buying any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all the Blu-rays we put out the first batch of Blu-rays, we lost our asses on. Which is funny. Cause now they're crazy expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know? And, uh, uh, so yeah, but now Blu-ray D- DVDs dying. It's like sales are like oh, it's tiny compared to Blu-ray now. So now you know, I mean, I'm seeing other companies do both Blu-ray and DVD, or they're just getting rid of the DVD and they're just doing Blu-rays. But you know, we know a lot of people still collect DVDs, and you know, uh, yeah. Well, so it's we, completionist to be honest. Like I thought about it because of like if I was trying to get all of it. Well, obviously, I might just stick with DVD because that's the only way I can get all of your releases, technically. Because right. not all of them been Blu-rayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, because people are, keep asking me for Bouquet of Guts and Gore Blu-ray. And I'm like, dude, guys, it's 480. There's no, there'd be no difference. You know, and they can't up-convert that. 
wouldn't yes. want to. Some people don't understand that, I think. Yeah, yeah, they don't understand <laughs> it at all. But, and I'm like, no, there's no reason for it to be, but it'll look better with the, you know, next to each other. And I'm like, eh, I know that aspect, but I don't know. Maybe we'll just put it on, you know, just put it on without up conversion or anything and just have it 480 mm-hmm. just for completionists. But, you know, it costs maybe money. Maybe do a Blu-ray box set. <laughs> well, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. The plan is when it's finally done to do a nice box set. Mm-hmm. And because we got like, because we shot bouquet on super eight and vhs <laughs> but the the uh, the super eight millimeter film is in 1080 so my editor who edited solomon for me and he's fin- finishing up the profane exhibit uh he wants to re-edit the super eight millimeter footage and make a different you know with a, a snuff cut mm-hmm. you know like what i did for flower flesh and blood mm-hmm. that's a hidden on the disc uh, he wants to do that with the super eight millimeter footage for bouquet. And if we do that, it'll take us some time and shit, you know, but, uh, it would be a new cut and it'd be on the box set. And it's like, we got like a, a blood shock. I got a colorized version of that. I want to see that. It, it was, it was, it was shot in full color. And then while, uh, Marcus was editing it, he, he came up with the idea of like, making it black and white to where the ending like will make it pop mm-hmm. i was like dude but the gore and the color and the, no this ah but then i watched it and i was like okay okay this okay this works it's i nice. feel like you can actually probably get away with more with special effects when it's black and white because you can just kind of go with like like the colors not necessarily as like if you know with, with the blood and stuff like that right oh no well that's the thing it was shot in color so yeah. all the gore is just fucking really in your face now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'll probably throw that on. The- <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I'll probably throw that on the box set as well. I'll, I'll make it to where if anybody does buy it, it'll be worth it. Nice. You know, because uh, I know Jeremy and Marcus, the, the, the vomit scene in Solomon they both say that they would have edited that totally different. And uh, I love the way it is now because I sat, I sat there with the editor and we edited the vomit scene and yeah, that was all my choices. <laughs> so, so maybe I'll have an alternate version of Solomon with a different edit on the vomit scene. Maybe I won't mm. uh, see. I think we got through everything at it, you know, uh, there was some bad acting here or there <laughs> that I've seen people complain. Oh, the guy who plays the psychologist is a terrible actor. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you should see what's left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, because there was supposed to be a lot more story to it. But it's just like, dude could not remember his lines for the life of him. Oh, and sure. it's so funny. And it's so funny because we, we, we show up first day of shooting. And I was like, hey, Josh, you ready for your big fucking, you know, uh, big fucking scene today? He's like, oh, yeah, dude, I got it. It's only like four par- four sentences. I'm like, dude, this is your whole backstory. It's six paragraphs. Wow. I threw him the screenplay and said, start memorizing. And yeah, he couldn't memorize shit. Oh, no. <laughs> 
So it's just like, uh, so it's like, okay, well, we don't need it. So how did he get the role? Was he, did he kind of dupe you in the audition or something or a little bit? Um, hello. Hi. Oh, okay. Sorry. Something came up on my screen. Oh, that's all uh, good. No, I mean, I, he makes short films and stuff and I knew the guy forever and stuff and, you know, and he looks haggard and I wanted a haggard looking guy. And, you know, and I thought he could act, but I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And his acting brought down uh, Maureen, who's uh, uh, Jessica's mother in the movie. And he was so bad that he brought her down. (laughs) Because she was the one that was acting with him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I've seen that happen before. Not on one of my sets, but, you know, uh, one bad actor can throw off all the other actors, you know. Toxic acting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Something something I never even thought about, but one bad actor can ruin a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. Just because if they're off rhythm, how in the hell can anybody else be on rhythm? (laughs) You know? You acted in a couple of roles, right? Like uh, Green. You acted in a couple of roles, right? Uh, Gator Green and um, Brain Jacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm in Solomon, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was the thing. It's, it's, I couldn't find somebody to play that part. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck. Okay, well, I can do this. And so I did it. And it, it was freaking everybody out that was in that, in that house that we were in. Cause I was just doing the lines like over and over and over again. And everybody was sitting in the living room going, holy shit, that's Byro? Sounds like he's really having a mental fucking breakdown. This is freaking me out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. And, and it's, I've had friends tell me that I was the best actor in the movie. Yeah, you were. And I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. I'm like, you know, Jessica was amazing. And, uh, Jim and Gabby were good. Gene was good. The, the guy at the end, he's good. I thought all the priests were pretty good, including you. Um, I mean, there were like, there were like, yeah, I mean, there were a few rough spots here and there, but I thought, but definitely you, I think you nailed it, especially with like when you were using the language and stuff. So, Uh, well, you know, the the, the religious language, you can tell you have some like background in. Yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) Christian and a theologian. and yeah it helps and that's why you know uh my stuff's fucked up (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know that's the whole point and you know and and the cool thing is it's like with independent films it takes a while before they get out there you know and solomon's got a nice nice life to it because uh more and more people are just seeing it because it's on tubi and you know it's here and there and wherever so more and more people are seeing it and they're going, Oh shit, this is what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was expecting an exorcism film, not this. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so it's good. So, you know, more people, I mean, people, more people are seeing it every day. Yeah. So it takes a while for an indie film to get out there enough to where enough people see it to where they're like, dude, you need to see this. You know, hmm. it takes a while. And I always tell filmmakers that I'm like, you know, because it's so hard these days because 
you got all what all the new movies all the new music all the damn youtube videos all this that the other thing everything's vying for your attention so it's 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 hard with the independent films mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 are there any we, other um box sets you're planning on putting out well, I picked up the rights to Death Squirt Service one through three. <laughs> oh. so, I've never got to see so, those yet. I no, they're, they're fucked up. It, you know, they're yeah, they're fucked up. They're sleazy, very sleazy slasher. You know, uh, they're fun, uh, and it's uh, the guys from uh, Tampa, uh, Gator Blade Films, mm-hmm. and uh, the fuck is. Uh, I forget what Chris Wood's other company is. Sleazebox? Yeah, Sleazebox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't see how the hell I forgot that. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing a Sleaze episode soon, so we have to watch a bunch of the movies. So maybe we'll watch those. Yeah, I just picked up like nine or ten movies from Sleazebox. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, they got got that Florida charm to it. Mm -hmm. It, It's sort of weird because Tampa, Tampa is a bit of a hub for weird independent in horror stuff and uh yeah i wonder if something was just in the water (laughs) (laughs) well it definitely is there's like flesh eating diseases in florida water (laughs) yeah 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 maybe we should do a movie on that that's a great idea like a flesh eating zombie disease like when you go in the water and all these like people start turning into zombies that go into florida water (laughs) has that not been made I don't know. It should. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I'll pass on that one. I, mean, <laughs> I, I am in negotiations for the remake rights to a zombie movie. Mm. I cannot tell you. Okay, I yeah. Uh... But we've been fucking around with this for two years now. But man, is it an underground but, or a mainstream? More mainstream? No, thing? no. This is this is like okay. Let, let's just say it, it's it's big enough to where we finalize this shit and we make the announcement. People are going to be up in arms. <laughs> right. People are going to be up in motherfucking arms because when when we, I announced that we were doing the guinea pig films, everybody was pissed. They're like, "Oh, Americans can't remake Japanese movies. What the hell, you know?" And blah mm. blah blah. But then when people saw who was attached, then they were like, it calmed down a little bit. People were like, okay, well it's Byro, Van Beber, Marcus. Okay. And okay. So maybe it's not going to be too bad. It made sense so, to me. Know. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it see why people are getting mad about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's, you know, that's what they do, yeah. but this one, oh man, it's like, it's like, I'm going to take a cherished, a very cherished movie <laughs> really cherished you know and and yeah and i'm gonna put my spin on it yeah it and, almost makes you want to like play the guessing game i'm not gonna do that <laughs> yeah me too we'll, we'll do it after the show <laughs> yeah i no, mean I, I will give one hint it's for, it was made in italy Ooh. well that's that's Okay. That puts up a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, yeah it. I don't want right. to say anything. I can't wait to see Nightmare <laughs> City from Steve Byro, but. Yeah. Our cemetery man. Or... <laughs> All right. So... Go ahead. Oh, no. You have, you have a little more? <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say. The Beyond. That, you know, oh, 
Yeah, I was gonna say that like Yuzna and uh, Peter Locke, who produced Hills Have Eyes, and, uh, those guys are excited as all hell. Cool. Well, like, I'm excited. Let's go. They're like, oh, they're like, oh yeah, now now we're talking, Steve. All right, let's do this. You know, and we we got the yeah yeah yeah, and that's all I can say. <laughs> I think, but yeah, uh, it would be a it would be a hell yeah, and I'm hoping that people will will know that a i'll have a bigger budget <laughs> you know <clears throat> that's the thing like solomon was only 50 grand but all fifty thousand is on screen mm-hmm. and if i did it like you normally shoot a movie that would have cost me about one hundred and fifty thousand to do yeah you know? but i i know how to you know squeeze a turnip and make turnip juice uh-huh. <laughs> I know that didn't come out right, but you know, <laughs> same. So yeah, so so yeah, so it's it's if I actually have like a real budget, half a million, million, oh yeah, Damn. then I can actually write you know a, a storyline, you know, character development. <laughs> yeah, you no, know. that's a pretty decent budget to work with for sure. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially you know, and and I already have you know the 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 whole crew. You know, mm-hmm. I'll use the same DP that I used for Solomon, Chris Saliki. Mm-hmm. I'll probably use all my effects guys because mm-hmm. I'm going to need a fuck ton of effects. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a fuck ton. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing uh, about so, zombie yeah. movies is they have to be like, like with movies like Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and stuff, there just has to be so many graphic kills to balance out the fact that there's not like a murderous psycho on the screen. Like, since right. you're taking away that yeah. sadism and that like dark side, like zombie movies are pretty light, so you kind of mm-hmm. gotta make them dark by making those those kills just super graphic, and, like, or make them crazy, people. like zombie with the freaking shark zombie yeah. scene, zombie like, that's just, bone oh. sickness, anything Fulci is just like a good example yeah. of like extreme horror. And mm-hmm. I can't yeah, remember. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like wait, okay, it's like okay, zombie, right? Yeah, that one. I'd be afraid to try a remake too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we're looking at, oh, I have no problem, and I already know where to up the kills because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've already written it out. And yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I've written because because I used to write screenplays, and uh, they'd get optioned, but the companies would go bankrupt, and nothing would get made. And I wrote the sequel to Society. And uh, Richard Stanley was going to direct it. Everybody was involved. Oh, wow. That's that would have been cool. The effects. Oh yeah, yeah, because it it was called Society Two Body Modification. Huh. And uh, you know it was about a different layer in their society. You well, know? like plastic surgery type thing, and like like body modification, like you mm. know the fucking tongue splitters and oh, fucking. Okay. But you know that's where the society actually initially came from. And, you know, I gave it the whole fucking, like... Like urban know. society? <laughs> so not not quite, but, you know, <laughs> uh, but, like, fucked up, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I wrote it, and fucking Yuzna and Stanley loved it because he was going to direct it. And hmm. fucking, you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it just didn't fucking happen. And I think I also had a screenplay called Drunken Master Vampire Priest. Ooh. And, that sounds cool. Yeah, and that was to outdo uh, Brain Dead and Evil Dead, <laughs> mm. you know, to, to totally out 
outgo where they went, right? Mm-hmm. And it would have been outrageous gore comedy. And I had Can B ready for it. Actually, Kurtzman was supposed to direct it. <laughs> would that have had the hopping vampires like from the Hong Kong movies? That there's there's no hopping vampires in it, but in it there there's a priest who's raised by a sect of drunken kung fu monks. Mm. And so he learns drunken kung fu <laughs> and his parents were missionaries who got <clears throat> murdered. And that's why he's, you know, an orphan with the monks. And then he goes back to England to start a church. And then he ends up getting bit by a vampire. And then you got the v- drunken master vampire priest. That's awesome. And yeah, it's fucking hilarious. And Kurtzman, he, he read the screenplay and he's like, okay, dude, you, the screenplay is 98 pages. And you have over 150 FX shots. In <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> he's like, oof. And I'm like, well, here's, here's how we're going to do it. And I'm like, look. The, the werewolf, the zompires, because like I got a mix of zombies and vampires called zompires. That's cool. The zompires all look like tarmen because they're twice damned. Okay. Mm. The werewolf, you have that werewolf outfit right there. Let's, let's use that because it's a badass werewolf costume that they made, they never used. And I'm like, now some of the effects we want on the money, but some we want it cheesy and look bad tasty. Right. You know, like, you know, I'm like, so some will be goofy. But some will be on point. And I'm like, werewolves got to be on point and this and that. Because I threw in Haitian voodoo zombie priests in there. I mean, I threw everything in the kitchen sink at it. But everybody loved the fucking screenplay. And fucking, you know, got optioned. Company went bankrupt. Got optioned again. They they were going to make it. Then they went bankrupt. And then I said, fuck it. I'm, then I, that's when I started writing books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you saw the whole- Danny Trejo as, as that character at the walmart next fucking oh yeah it seems like somebody would have stolen that idea from you like once you gave up on it oh well well yeah but luckily you know everybody was professional (laughs) and only professionals got the script true to where they weren't thieving bastards (laughs) and and it was copyrighted and all that shit too so you know yeah and having a drunken master vampire priest yeah, that's uh, and it's funny because I was sitting there with another writer at a bar, and we're just bullshitting, talking about kung fu flicks and gore flicks, and he brings up Drunken Master Vampire Priest, and I'm like, oh man, you could do a lot with that. I'm like, you mind if I take that? He's like, no, go ahead. Hmm. And I'm like, boom, ink, mine. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, I've I've been close to making bigger, bigger movies, you know. But, it, you know, shit always falls through. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. So that's what I've done. <laughs> but now we'll see what happens because, you know, it seems like the money people do not want to make. They don't want to invest in something new. Mm. If it's a remake, they will invest. They will make it happen. They'll make it happen. And that's why that's one of the re- perverted reason reasons why they only reason why we see remakes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And it's because they're because the thing is, making money is uh, making a movie is expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're looking at a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars, five, ten. Yeah. Ooh. And you're spending it, you're not making anything back, then yeah. It's just... Yeah, it's a hole. Now, now that's the thing. There's There's people out there who have too much money. 
And if you can find them, I call them unicorns because mm-hmm. they need to take off money for their taxes. Because uh-huh. they make sense. And if you find one of these beautiful people and convince them to make some movies and be honest and be like, look, we're probably not going to make any money, but you'll be able to take it off your ta- on your taxes. And they're like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hell yeah. And I have a couple of friends that have those people. Yeah. And I'm, so, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I mean, I've seen those like Indiegogos too. It's just like pay for the whole project if you want to pay that $10,000 or $8,000, whatever, especially for smaller budgets. <laughs> yeah, I don't see. I mean, I mean, bouquet, that was, that was 15 grand for mm-hmm. us to make that. Uh, but, you know, I was living with my FX guy at the time. <laughs> right. So that helps, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I learned how to do a ton of effects on bouquet, you know, and then uh, uh, blood shock was 16 grand. And that was nice because we did those Indiegogo selling all the props and stuff. We made our money back plus some extra, you know, so it's nice, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. And I usually just put, take the money out of my own pocket and get the movies made. And yeah, when I'm seeing people like making them for five or six, it's like, Ooh, I'm like, uh, uh, I, uh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, it can be done. I mean, it's hard to do it well, um, but you can do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason why I moved out here to LA from Florida. Better actors. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know, and, a lot yeah, of and them too. Why, and they're kind of desperate yeah, for work, you of know. Them. Yeah, a lot Tons sometimes. Of here, you know, uh, but like like for Solomon, I had a hard time finding actors for that, just because you know uh, it's like okay, well you're going to be covered in gore, you're going to be uh-huh. sticky, and you're going to be miserable. <laughs> so it, it was hard finding actors for that, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, because all of our stuff is usually outrageous, you know, but that's how, like, you know, you, you stay noticed in a way. Uh, it's like I, I did this Rue Morgue article and somebody wrote the editor a letter saying, thanks for putting this in. I'll never watch any of the guinea pig movies. <laughs> oh, I saw I read that thing. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. I don't, you know, I don't care. I mean, I've had I've had reviews that just ripped me apart. They're cute. I usually share them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the negative publicity. It's like any publicity is publicity, even bad publicity, especially when this comes to that stuff. It's like, you really, you're helping me out. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like, <laughs> like when I put out the dead baby joke book. <clears throat> yeah. All of the U- Europe, all of UK is Great Britain, Ireland and Scotland. They flipped the freak out. They like flipped out. I was on the sun. It was, I was in it, the book was in the sun, the mirror, the BBC, the BBC news, BBC radio station. And sold out next week. <laughs> oh yeah. The, the amount, amount of sales I did to the UK was outrageous because it was <laughs> plastered awesome. all over the place and everybody was flipping out. And there were people out in the streets with petitions trying to get taken off of Amazon and you know, I, I was getting plenty of death threats too. Yeah, and, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and and luckily for me, I didn't put my name on the book. <laughs> oh, that's good. The good idea. Yeah, well, that that was my second ex-wife's idea. All right. She's like, because she's the one who got who who got me to write the book. 
basically one night I was drunk and I came up with the dead baby joke and I ran into the room and I told her and then I left and I came up with another one and I ran into the room, <laughs> told her another one. And she's like, I bet you can't write a whole book about that, about dead baby jokes. And I'm like, what? Well, what's the bet? She's like, two hour blowjob. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. There we go. That's here you go. And she's like, okay, well, don't put your name on it. You might get death threats. I'm like, no, nah, well, come on. I want to put my name on it. And I didn't. But yeah, the amount of death threats are crazy. And wow. even the even the Irish prime minister chimed in. Wow. <laughs> and sent out a press release saying that they're going to try to get it taken off of Amazon because it's hurting a lot of women over here in Ireland. Oh, that's <laughs> scary. And it's just like, oh, it's like fucking. Finally, somebody over there in their news channels figured out it was me. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, and uh, yeah, they, they hit me up with the interview <laughs> and they thought I did it with malice in my heart. And I'm like, no, it's it's a joke. And I would get a two hour blowjob from my wife. And you said that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so yeah, so she printed that. <laughs> And you know, it calmed down some people, but other people were just like, it's so terrible and it's atrocious. <laughs> and and the terrible thing is, is after that, I had a bunch of women, friends, women friends that I knew that were trying to convince me to write the ultimate rape joke book. Oh, no. And I'm like, look, I can't. That's that's a river too far. Not I bet you a three-hour <laughs> 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 well, well, after what a confusing that deal. One, I'd probably go for the three too, right? And and all the girls were like, "No, no, we'll write all the jokes." And I'm like, "Yeah, more threats, thanks." Now I'll have yeah, threats on I'm both like, ends. You know, so I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do it, but I quickly wrote the ultimate dead baby cookbook. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and then Europe figured out that they were that I was using them for promotion and marketing, to where that when that came out that. Crickets. Oh yeah. Oh. Crickets. They didn't they, they were like, okay, wait, we've been promoting <clears throat> I don't think we realize that, but we've been promoting this book by saying how terrible a human person this is, you know. Yeah. So so that's funny. It's just like with so, the bum fights or whatever, where that guy went on Dr. Phil and just clowned on Dr. Phil and ended up selling out. I'm sorry, oh, I think that episode's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Well, that's the shame of it. It wasn't the full episode. It was just him going out there. Suddenly, Dr. Phil was like, No, nope. motherfucker. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out. Get off my show. So I have to ask, and because uh, we were trying to confirm this, and I read this randomly. So I know everyone knows like the whole Charlie Sheen um, story, but I hear that you sent a copy of American Guinea Pig to Charlie Sheen. As like you thought that was bad. Well, you should check out the American version. Is that true? No, no, no. Uh, what you see at the end of Bouquet, <clears throat> the editor is holding two packages, saying he's got to get them in the mail. Mm-hmm. And one is one is uh, addressed to Hadisha Hino. He's the guy who made Flower, Flesh, and Blood, mm-hmm. and he says at the beginning of Flower, Flesh, and Blood, it says that he got a t- uh, a package in the mail with an eight millimeter film and letter and some pictures and stuff. And that's where, why he made flower flesh and blood. And the other package was addressed to Charlie Sheen. 
and the address was to his agent's uh, agent's box or something like that. Uh-huh. So maybe that's where that came from. Because hmm. in UK, you can see the package and you can barely read it that it says Charlie Sheen on it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I actually don't know that. Yeah. Well, it's hard to read. I should have used a bigger marker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that was the whole idea for Bouquet was that it was the uh, prequel to Flower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember you hearing know? that. I was actually really impressed that there was like, it kind of adds lore to it, which is crazy because a lot of people mm-hmm. think of it as a really simple film. But mm-hmm. when you add that kind of debt, like story to it, it's, it brings some depth to it. It's cool. Oh, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, most of the people don't even know that uh, it's it's a whole family there you know they they don't they didn't they didn't catch on the thing because the guy who's holding the vhs camera is the first chick's husband and he's being forced blackmailed into videotaping their deaths otherwise they're going to kill their kids and it says it a couple of times in the movie but so many people, I guess, because the effects are so outrageous mm-hmm. that the storyline just goes through in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and basically the, the mother and that's it's their mother and, and the daughter. The daughter is married to the guy who's holding the VHS camcorder. And, you know, uh, she's Christian. The grandmother's Christian. The mother's not. And that's why, you know, they pull off the thing to show that one's going to heaven. The other's going to hell. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's there's a bunch of stuff that people didn't pick up on the movie. And uh, when I tell it to people, and I'm like, no, the the guy who's doing a VHS camcorder, that's her husband, and he's videotaping it to so that the kids don't get killed because they got them too. And that's why at the end, VHS is gone, and you see the kids marched out to the beds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. So and good thing it cut there. Well, that was a funny, and the cool thing is, is Marcus came up with that idea with the the kids at the end. Mm-hmm. And luckily, and the thing is, uh, my friend um, uh, Betty, she's the one who whose daughter that was the little baby. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is you know, she enjoyed her time on set, and you know, I, I feel bad for the little girl when she's older, to where her mom right. finally tells her, "Yeah, hey, you're in a movie." What? I'm in a movie. Yeah, you were in a movie when you were a baby. Yeah, you just be ready. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, see yeah. That, that'll be funny, you know. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, and she was pregnant and she was supposed to give birth right at the beginning of us shooting Solomon. Hmm. So we were going to have a real baby for that scene. Wow. <laughs> and it would have been the same, you know, same lineage from Bouquet. Hmm. But, interesting damn yeah but of course she didn't give birth in time mm, <laughs> all right. i called her i was like hey we're getting ready to shoot i think we're going to be able to do the baby scene like on on thursday or something I, you know you have the baby yet no i'm due any any minute now <laughs> and i'm like okay well let me know and she's like oh i'll let you know and yep nope the baby didn't arrive in time <laughs> yep we just had a baby and it was two weeks late so i understand yeah yeah <laughs> can't so plan can't plan it to the to the minute no nope. speaking of 
Speaking of babies, are there any um, special releases you're going to do with Serbian film? I'm thinking so because I'm in the middle of suing this motherfucker in uh, Germany right now mm-hmm. over Serbian film and Solomon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I think we're at like 62000 with the lawyer bill right now. Damn. So, and, you know, and, be, and because it's, it's for both Solomon and Serbian film. And we got the extended cut. And the reason why the extended cut's not out yet is because I don't want this cocksucker in Germany to steal it from me. Mm-hmm. So that's so we're suing, suing him first. So I think we're going to do like a special limited edition just to help out with lawyer fees and call him, call, call him something, you know, and do something special with Solomon and Serbian film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we'll do something special like that. I mean, we were, I was looking into having babies made because <laughs> the baby in Serbian film is quite ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I have crusty the baby. looking now, too. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. falling apart, right? I'm sure. Oh, no, no. It's it's a solid piece of fucking silicon. Yeah, it's like solid. Like if I was holding it by its legs and I hit you in the head, you'd be on the floor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One one arm is off, and oh, okay. uh, I, it's I know that you know the the baby was in Serbia <laughs> in uh, like a little film studio, so mm-hmm. whenever somebody went there, of course what they do they picked up the baby, mm-hmm. and that's why it's missing an arm now. <laughs> yeah, because it was an auction for a while, right? And like went up to like three thousand or something. I think was the highest. Oh no no it was it was uh, six thousand. Oh, six thousand. Oh shit! And it it was bid on the first day it went up, but eBay pulled it all down. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that fucked us up. That fucked me up really bad. And you know, eBay is like, oh, they're like, this stuff is too nasty. And it's like, what are you talking about? These are costumes. There's not even blood on it. Oh, they got blood all over. It's like, there's blood all over on tons of stuff you guys are selling. What the hell? They just have a boner against Serbian film. So yeah, yeah, so they yanked everything, and that well, and it's banned on eBay too. Like anything Serbian film, it's funny when you see people sneak it in, but yeah, you got to go to home, homes and gardens. <laughs> it's, it's in the tool shed section. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like they they get away with it though. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You can't sell aftermath on there either. Yeah, uh, Faces of Death is another one that you can't. Yeah yeah that's bullshit it's it's a weird one yeah 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 i mean it's it's not like they're really fucking anything right (laughs) it's just dry humping guys come on and the baby there's you know there's no baby fucking in the movie the hell Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's just people flipping out people make it worse. that you see the people who bitch about the most of the people who've never seen it Oh, yeah. yeah, they just hear about it and they just think the worst, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like Gonzo porn with a rubber baby. <laughs> mm. That's fine. Stuff's or, a lot scarier when you haven't seen it. You know, when you actually see something, it takes all the mystery. People are probably imagining the worst thing ever when they oh, think yeah. of Serbian film and when you actually watch it, it's fucked up. But it's not like knock your wig back fucked up. Yeah, right. Maybe ten years ago it was, but I mean nowadays. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean you got Marion Doors shitting on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you only came out. 
you only came out with Cannibal and you were like, F that afterwards, or? Oh, uh, well, I, I tried picking up that Melancholy of the Angel thing, but the guy killed a cat in it. Hmm. And he was really proud of it because that was his selling point to us. Oh, and we really killed the cat for the movie. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, you know? And mm-hmm. the thing is, legally, it's it's actually illegal because there's fist fucking in it. And oh. there's a bit of poo, I guess, on a fist when it goes in. That's totally illegal in so many states you cannot comprehend. Uh, so, like, if, if I, and I, I looked at it, and I'm like, ah, oh, dude, you kill the cat. Fuck you. I love cats. Right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, I had people hearing that we were interested in it, and they were threatening us and boycotting. You know, we'll boycott you and turn you over to PETA and shit. I'm like, dude, I didn't kill the fucking cat. I'm putting it out anyway. Yeah. So, you know, and, and then I looked at his carcinoma thing and I'm like, oh, this is a real shitty movie. <laughs> you know, as in because, you know, he's always shitty. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh. And he wanted too much. And like Cannibal, I mean, it took us seven years to sell 2,000 units. Hmm. But Dora wasn't a thing then. Yeah, because yeah. now it's like the most he- like heavily sought after release, almost like just yeah, because like people are crazy about it. Yeah, but that's I mean the thing is like I, I heard the last two door films, everybody's like ah oh, they they pretty much suck. And oh, yeah, like double release. Yeah, you know, and it's like ah eh, dude, you know, you're trying to be too edgy. Uh, <laughs> but then on the other hand, I got I got like his short from Profane Exhibit that's not in the movie. Because uh, he didn't want it, because he was saying that he can get end up getting arrested and shit. Is that why it took so long to get it put out? Or no, there there was the, there was no rights issues. It was just that they just had uh, uh, there was a lot of incompetence here and there. Hmm. So so it's like when we got it, you know, I, I talked to Amanda Manuel. She's a, she's a sweetheart, by the way. Uh, she's been working on this thing forever. And she like you know, she she fired the main guy who was like the guy who was running the show for, but he was like, I'm not, I can't even say anything. <laughs> but yeah, he was fired for some very good reasons. And yeah, she had a hard time you know picking up the pieces and you know so we took it over and we're at the we're we're like right there at finishing it now. Uh, yeah. So you said the so, Morandora clip is not gonna be in it. There's two shorts that Dora did because the first one he did, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what it's called, right? But the fucking asshole actually mutilates real corpses in his hospital that he works at. Mm-hmm. And they're all handicapped. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a handicapped bus didn't just like explode and he had a bunch of dead handicapped people to where he could do that. He actually did it over a series of months. You know, to where somebody was missing an arm or a limb or something, and that's when he actually mutilated and shot it. And he gave him the finished film, but then he was like, oh, wait, if you put that out, then I could get arrested. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. yeah so, so here, let me make you another movie. So he made him another movie, and that's in the profane exhibit. Now, the one that he could actually get arrested for will, will be on the disc. But it's going to be a special feature. Damn. Huh. Yeah, because it's, it's like you know. Do you have less issues of it if you do it as a special feature versus putting it on the release, or is it do they still count that as being like no, it's still. Um. 
he could still get in massive, massive, massive fucking trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It just seems like, yeah. Yeah, it's just the the thing is, it's like, you know, we, we want to actually sell Profane Exhibit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you worried about it getting compensated? Like, or anything, if it has illegal material on it? Uh, no, I'm not worried about it, but you know, it, it's like Dora didn't want it in the movie, and he made another movie for it. And the movie, the other movie he made is great, you know. Uh, but it's like he's mutilating real corpses, okay? yeah. And yeah, that's like well, they've done that know, in, in other movies, they've used real corpses. So it's like, isn't the Beyond they've used, or one of the one of the Beyonds, either the Beyond or From Beyond that used. Um, it wasn't from corpses. Beyond or the Beyond. The Beyond didn't have any real corpses in that. Uh, you might be thinking Thriller, a cruel picture. Oh, okay. Uh, they they used a real corpse in that. I think they poked its eye out or something like that. Okay. Because I've heard of like a couple of films that have used it, so I just wasn't sure about the legality of, of that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, like, Andrew Iskinoff for Philosophy of the Knife, I produced that with him. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me he got into a fucking morgue in uh, Russia and he threw a bunch of bugs on the corpses. And I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, don't do that. <laughs> just, you're, you're doing you're doing horror movie. Just keep with the fake shit. Yes, and we stuck a cockroach up a girl's vagina. And I'm like, what? Don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Dang. And the thing is, when you see the Russian morgue, Oh, dude! No wonder why you could throw bugs on them on corpses. They were all covered in bugs in the first place. Oh, really? <laughs> just tons of bodies all stacked up on each other. It looks I'm like just relocating them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, so I mean, I, you can get, you know, usually if you, yeah, I don't know how, you know, legally you're supposed to have the family sign off on it or something. Oh, okay. So if you you can, but if, as long as there's. Sunrise. Yeah, because the men behind the sun they signed off for their body for the bodies of what I remember hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they used a real body in that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens too. Yeah, but you know, it's like those are classics. I mean, if, if trying to use a dead corpse now. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, there's stuff to be like. I mean, I guess Charlotte's Net. Like, I mean, use real footage of stuff, but like, it's not the same. You know. Yeah, and, and, and if people want real stuff, there's tons of places on the web that you can find that stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, if you want the real death stuff, get the real death stuff. That's your that's your bag, okay? But, you know, it shouldn't be in a movie. You know, at least it shouldn't. <laughs> it, it is now and then, but, you know. So, yeah, so I guess the guy figured out that he'd probably be looking at fucking a life term. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so that's why we're putting it as an extra. (laughs) So going into another thing that's uh, been taken a little bit is the whole gutter balls too. Um, Where is that at um, with getting put out? Marcus is finishing up the editing. He's telling me he's going to be done on the 18th. Oh, okay. Birthday, right? So great. Once he's done. Then I got big fucking monster. Then we'll just, uh, what we'll have to do is, you know, uh, I'll do a new announcement on that damn Indiegogo (laughs) and start getting everybody's like, 
you know, addresses renewed and shit like that, you know, make sure I have the real addresses for everybody because mm-hmm. it's been forever. Then we'll manufacture and uh, we'll let some people, you know, buy copies if they want, you know, through the Indiegogo as well, you know, uh, hopefully that'll cover some of the cost. And then we get to send out all the versions that everybody paid Nicholson for back in the day. I paid Ryan on PayPal without the Indiegogo, so I'm kind of fucked. Oh, you're no, you're, you're sort of fucked, but all you got to do is reach out to us. All right. Uh, we'll have like a separate email and say, because we know uh, Ryan did that for a bunch of people. Yeah. I, I know, so, I'm sure somebody's going to take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what, what the fuck, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the whole idea is just to. Fix I mean, the situation. I actually messaged Susie with the with the email of the PayPal like four years ago or something. So, <laughs> so I mean, maybe people should just do that. Just try to find your old PayPal email or whatever and send that to them to prove prove yeah, that you bought I mean, it. They, they have, you know. I mean, I know plenty of people that don't they don't have their old emails anymore. That's they true. don't have this, this and that. So, I figure we'll get bit a little bit. But not yeah. enough where it matters. Yeah. 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 You know, so, uh, so yeah. So, and, and I wanted to do that because, you know, it's, uh, it's good for the industry, good for the fans. And, you know, hopefully it'll, it, it'll help us. And what are you going to do with the dead, more dead new girls and the dead new girls stuff? Is that going to be bonus features or is, I mean, well, the dead, yeah, the dead nude girls is actually on hanger. Oh, okay. So more dead nude girls will probably end up on Gutterballs 2 as an extra. Well, isn't it basically Gutterballs 2? It's like a lot of it is. It's like some of it is. So it's like he took some of the gore footage from Gutterballs 2 and threw it together and put it on more dead nude girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of weird decisions going on around that time. Yeah. Well, he would kind of like make movies are different release names too, like you know. Yeah, you know, like Star Star Killer used to be also named uh, Cock Monster or Cock Massacre. Whatever that was. There was Star Vehicle with Bleeding Lady. Oh yeah, Bleeding Lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Bleeding I'm, Lady. I've never heard of the Cock Torture Monster. Well, I forgot what it was. Was like uh, I have to look. Uh, um, I forgot what it's called. I'll, I'll look it up. It has uh, some weird name. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But then Luckily, he's got something on Profane that. Exhibit too, which yeah, yeah, the way good back in the day he sent me that short, um, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that one we had to do a re, re a new re edit of it, uh-huh. uh huh, because uh, the version that we got was like in seven eighty or it was lower. It was something was wrong with it, so we went back to the master tapes from the DP, and oh. we got all of it from him with all the audio and stuff. So we re re edited the good wife. Damn. So you pretty much did a remaster of it with, yeah, like, yeah with yeah. some recuts and stuff. That sounds like a lot of work. No, it is. That's why it's been taking us so long. And the thing is we're, we're small, we're a small company. Yeah. That's it's a lot me. of bad luck for one. I mean, go figure with all the filmmakers you have on there, but that's a lot of bad luck for one release that you've had yeah yeah yeah. i mean people were saying for years that it'll never see the light of day and i know i haven't been i know i haven't been helping 
with taking their time editing it. But like two, you know, two months ago, I was like, okay, we're not putting out a single release from Unearth, so we just focus on Profane for two months. And the only thing we got left now is uh, some sound effects that we're missing. And uh, my editor is recording those sounds this week. So it should be done. I'm hoping about two weeks because we just got old man into the system. So Dave doesn't have to fuck with that. David Hood is my uh, editor, graphic designer, webmaster. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we do everything in house, you know? Uh, so he's just been doing the profane exhibit thing. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next release will be Dr. Lamb. Uh, Cause we got all the extras for that finally. And then, uh, it should be Evil Dead Trap 2. I don't even think we announced that yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, uh, I knew about that. I yeah, okay. Doing Evil Dead I knew there was an Evil Dead <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the sec- first one, and we got the second one, too. That'll be a nice new Blu-ray, too. Nice. And that one's a cool movie. It's, it's, it's violent. It's fucked up. It's weird. Uh, I know because we released the DVD back in the day. It did okay, nothing great, and and I think it's just because the chick that stars in it is uh, not skinny. She's got a little weight to her, and yeah, there's people didn't like watching her. <laughs> At least that's what I was told. Well, maybe people's idea on what a good-looking body is has changed over the years. Hopefully, yeah. Well, yeah, oh. you know. Did you ever think about doing the whole Men Behind the Sun since you put the fourth one out? Um, oh, no. It's, it's, we, we hit up the company, and they're like, well, we already sold Men Behind the Sun, so you, but we have the other two. And I'm like, uh, and I talked to Lewis Justin at Masker because he got Men Behind the Sun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, dude, go, go, go grab the other two. I'm not going to buy them. And I'm like, eh. I'm like mm. I mean, Laboratory of the Devil is you know, can be seen by itself because it's just like a remake of Men Behind the Sun almost, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and Narrow Escape's pretty hokey in a way. Yeah, isn't the third one's like an action film sort of, right? Yeah, and they just reused shots from Men Behind the Sun and Dial- and Laboratory. Yeah. Uh, so they reused shots in it too. And, you know, so I didn't buy Laboratory and Narrow and then uh, uh, then Justin bought the other two. So he's supposed to be doing a nice box set. I know he's been hassling with the scan from him just because, you know. You're not messing with Evil Dead Trap 3? No, because it's a drama. Yeah, I, I noticed that when I watched it. It has like a murder in it or something, but it's not not really a horror yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, it's not really a horror film. And mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, you need to put out Evil Dead Trap 3. And I'm like, oh, it's not a horror film. No one's going to watch you know? it. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna watch it, and you know, the, I mean, maybe somebody will buy it for the completest in them. Yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. yeah, no. So that sort of sucks. Yeah, I watched but, it on yeah. YouTube or something like it's up on YouTube, and it's not good. So is it, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that's the hard part. Now that we're you know we're we're doing well, and we're trying to pick up bigger movies so that we can make more money, so we can do more crazy shit. Because that's the idea is that we make more crazy shit. You know, because uh, I like owning stuff because then I don't, the movies don't go out of print. <laughs> yep. uh, exactly. You know, 
and that's the thing i mean all the companies they're just basically renting the movies to put them out because after seven years ten years five years it goes back mm-hmm. and i don't know what vinegar syndrome does because they, they put stuff out it's only available for their sales and then suddenly boom they're out of print mm-hmm. so i don't know what's go- what they do i need to talk to joe a little bit more <laughs> just because they got tons of stuff that's out of print and i'm like why is it out of print you guys just release that so i don't know what they do because usually we very limited to- run yeah you know so so yeah and that's the thing i mean that's uh they they put out too much stuff and that's the thing i'm seeing tons of other companies put out stuff to where i'm like that ain't gonna sell yeah what the hell's going on and everybody's all excited for like the the bottom level of the like the video store and it's like you know because microwave masker is terrible (laughs) arrow put that out and I love Microwave Massacre. It's got some good one-liners in it. I think it's I, it's mostly because of the humor. I I think that movie is fucking hilarious. I um, thought it was funny too. I was drunk when I watched it, and it was like ten. It's years the ago. humor. It's not. It's not a good in the horror. It's just him. He's so. It's his fucking one-liners. It, there's it hits a lot. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. But it was like when I had my video store, nobody rented it. Nobody wanted to buy it. I had it on my bootleg shop back in the day. Nobody <laughs> bought it. Once in a while, I'd make a copy of it. Yeah, but that was it. It's like that. And, and parents, I think, are one of those ones. <laughs> well, well, parents is good. Oh, parents was yeah. dope. Everyone read it. Parents. Oh, I love parents. Yeah, parents is dope. That's a good movie. And bu- big budget, this and that. But it's like the I'm seeing everybody get excited for like stuff that was like. You know, the terrible horror movies to begin with. Like Ghoulies 4 or something. Oh, yeah. Or, or like, okay, the, the, the one. Ghoulies that College. That's a good one. I hate Phantom of the Mall. Oh. That was just one of those that, that just back in the day. Because, you know, I rented it. And it's like, ah, totally forgettable. Some odd reason everybody's like, oh, Phantom of the Mall. I'm like, what the hell? That was like one of the lamest movies back then. Vinegar Syndrome <laughs> did that with Kathy's Curse, and I duped myself into buying it, and it was a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, ah, oh, you know, there's there's a reason why some of these haven't been out again. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a reason, you know. And, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, the so bad it's good, it's hard to get that so bad that it's good. Unless you have a label specific to that, you know, mm-hmm. that does well. Like yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm, I look at a bunch of these other labels and I take a look at all the stuff that they have or had. And I'm like, okay, I'm like out of this whole library, there's only five titles that I wanted to put out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell? You guys saw all this other stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't understand how Dark Force releasing is doing anything mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i mean i don't know it's weird maybe, maybe it's just because i'm an old gore hound mm-hmm. that, that like back in the 80s i had a video library that you know the vhs collectors would fucking juice over mm-hmm. and that was in 88 so i was watching that stuff you know because we had one of the first vhs's back in 1979 and you know yeah yeah and we'd go to the video store and the video store only had 200 tapes 
<laughs> that was the whole yeah and they're like a hundred dollars a pop back then you know like the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 and i'm slowly seeing the prices go up for the 4k now uh 4k is expensive as hell to do not the scan it's the authoring uh that's why we haven't done anything in 4k yet uh but the thing is we work with everybody you know severin vinegar everybody arrow everybody behind the scenes so i know uh vinegar and them they're, they're getting uh they got a guy that can do the 4k authoring and it's relatively cheaper because the authoring alone was uh the prices we got 10 grand 10 grand just for the authoring of a disc and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, there's movies that, that don't even cost that much. <laughs> That's for 4K scan? For a 4K yeah. scan? Oh. For the 4K authoring. Oh, authoring. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the authoring, just to put it on the disc. Oh, wow. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, the prices are going down now, which I heard, which is cool. So we might end up doing the Serbian extended cut with a 4K disc. Mm-hmm. but you know I'm seeing every, everybody's doing all these 4k discs for like 50 bucks 60 bucks and i'm like ah what the hell how many are you selling that price is is is, is yeah i heard you is- thinking about doing a release i heard you talking about like doing one where we have like every single type of cut that there is of serbian film and kind of making like a collection of it <laughs> yeah yeah because i still got tons of footage behind the scenes you know because i'm making that documentary too mm-hmm. And that's cool because uh, I talked to the director just Saturday, and uh, you know he, he's in Serbia, and they're 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 not having a hard time yet because of the Ukraine thing, mm-hmm. but they're only one country away from them, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, he I know he was dealing with some government stuff because uh, 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 his family owns a giant company over there, and. Uh, we have been waiting for him to help me finish the translation for it because I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> and I edited 150 hours worth of behind the scenes footage down to three hours. So I have all this footage, and me and Surjan were going over it via Team Viewer and, you know, going over, and he's telling me what to write down what they're saying, and we're cutting stuff out that we don't need. And but then, you know, Christmas came and so he hasn't been able to do anything for like six months. But he just told me the other day he was thinking about it, you know, and he, he wants to get on the ball. And I'm like, good, let's get this. Cause once I have this translation, then I can easily edit, edit this into one of the most sexiest com- comedic documentaries you'll probably see. I think that the- this documentary is what people are the most hyped for in the unearthed upcoming catalog too because i keep hearing people anytime i talk about i'm like oh yeah and there's a documentary coming up people are like oh i would watch that like even the people that wouldn't watch serbian film want to see the documentary so oh yeah and that's and that's and that's the cool thing too is is i don't think people are or are, they, they don't know what to expect because mm-hmm. I think you know that some people think that there was just all baby rapers and shit, but now it's fucking professional fucking uh, film crew, tons of people, and everybody just is having a blast, having a good time, and you know it's it's sexy because there's plenty of nudity. <laughs> the trailer you put out was really engaging too. I think mm-hmm. I think it was a good, yeah yeah yeah. The trailer's good. Trailer. Yeah yeah. Uh, 
I'm surprised at the amount of views, but you know, it's it's something that's being held up. You know. <clears throat> so what exactly is Pot Digger? Um, I know it's like another distribution company within your company. That's right, Nicholson's. That, right? that was Nicholson's one, right? Okay. Is that still like in existence, and you're working with them, or is that? Are you? Did you take over it, or? I'm I'm working with the family. Okay. Okay, and the the family knows that uh, you know the because the whole Indiegogo thing, you know, I mean mm-hmm. we're going to be given all the perks and shit, you know, and uh, Megan, uh, she's an FX artist as well. That's uh, Ryan's uh, wife, widowed wife. She's talking about you know because that I guess there was some BBK statues that Ryan was selling, and I think he sold twelve of them. So Megan said that she she might be able to like make twelve and uh, you know give them to the people that paid for them you know and then we'll give uh, they know that that we the whole idea was to put out the whole plot digger library that way it'll help with the money to be able to manufacture and ship and all that stuff so so that's cool of them and they know that so yeah so I'm working with the family okay. So, so that's cool, you know, and, uh, uh, they've been really helpful. Um, actually, uh, Roy sent me a hundred copies of the gutter balls bootleg edition. And some people bought that in their perks as well. And that's gutter balls just with like the soundtrack from Van Halen. And <laughs> yeah, I've seen balls. that one floating around Yeah, a few people like balls deep. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, I mean, I got that, and uh, so 100 people will get it from their orders. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's hard because, you know, they pre-bought Gutter Balls 2 and 3, and I think I even promoted the one that's impossible for us to, to do. <laughs> it was a mini bowling bag, and all the DVDs are supposed to fit in there, and it's supposed to have, like, all the different versions of Gutter Balls. Two, oh, three. Cool. Well, yeah. Well, it's cool, but you can't buy mini bowling bags anymore. Yeah, you have to I custom make everything. Hell, yeah, I don't know what the hell Ryan was thinking when he put that up. He, he has yeah. a lot of interesting stuff, like those to-go Chinese to-go box ones that he made, and there's a there's a bunch of random ones. Even that one with the colostrophy bag that came with a colostrophy bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. are you gonna do any of those kind of weird things just as like a a tribute um i didn't think of it i actually Uh, wanted to show something real quick ryan mm -hmm. sent me the cd of his rap group disturbed company (laughs) have you heard of this no (laughs) it's called cabin fever Uh it's really really fun stuff but here's a picture of him Operating on somebody on the back. Oh, jeez. Yep. Um, that's really that's, cool. I, that's cool. Yep. So yeah, sorry. Been, Go on. It's okay. It's okay. But yeah, yeah. I, I haven't thought of anything like that. I mean, right now I'm working on, like I said, the society figures, and I'm working on Jeremy's putting together. We're recreating the butcher knife from the Untold Story. And we're going to do a special limited edition of that. And the butcher knife is the exact same size, look, 
everything, you know, and uh, uh, we, we pick the one in the movie to where it's jagged because like he broke the blade when hitting the human bones. So it looks badass. So we're replicating those. And because uh, I know Untold Story in Germany, they made a box set of it where it came with two chopsticks and two fake barbecue pork butts. <laughs> and those were $120. Jeez. Damn. And, and they sold 3,000 of them. Oh. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, okay. So, you know, what, what we'll probably end up doing is we'll put it up there on Indiegogo for presale to see how many we need to make. You know, we'll, we'll already be making the butcher knives. So, yeah, so we're recreating the butcher knife from Untold Story to make into a really cool box set. And that it'll probably be about 100, 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it's a hell of a lot cooler than two chopsticks and two fake buns. Seriously. <laughs> For that money, they better give you something you could at least eat. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you couldn't eat them. No, it's kind of yeah. like Long Pigs that came out with like barbecue. Like they had a bunch of like teriyaki um, um, uh, jerky, like beef jerky. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah, they labeled all that. I think it was like human meat, you know. That's kind of, that's kind <laughs> of cool. Human jerky. Especially if they made their own jerky. That's kind of cool. Kind of a cool mm-hmm. thing. Do you have any personal, uh, do you have any personal relationship with most of the directors of your releases? Like, are you friends with anybody still? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still friends with uh, mostly everybody. Except the like, like untold Lucifer story. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Lewis for Valentine. I mean, I never talked to Marion Dora when I released Cannibal. Uh, like the indie guys, yeah, I'm friends with all those guys. Uh, and yeah, because I'm always trying to work with people too. So you know, when somebody's cool and shit, then I try and I, I'll try and work with you until I find out you're not cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, <clears throat> I mean, I'm always talking to surgeon cause we're in the middle of that German lawsuit, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, uh, yeah. And so the doctor, so, so yeah, no. So I'm, I mean, some directors disappear. Mm-hmm. Always weird. <laughs> no, like Scott Phillips. Oh, oh no, he's still around. Oh, is he still, I mean, is he kind of, okay. Not yeah, Scott Phillips. Scott Stevens. Um, Phil Stevens, sorry. Phil oh. Stevens. Phil Stevens. Phil Stevens. That's what I'm talking about. Sorry. I'm like, yeah. all, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Phil Phil was a cool cat. I think he's gone, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with him. Yeah, and there's a lot of those accusations of him get ripping off people, I'm sure, kind of made him skip out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I was going to put out Flowers too, but I didn't want to put out lung back in the day because I'm like, look, dude, I, I know the sa- what the sales are going to be. I'm not really going to make any money. Mm-hmm. Now who's got to be out on other films? I'm like, okay. I mean, and I'm glad in. you came out the one-two combination with lung and one and two, even though it's technically lung two is the main one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, what the hell is this lung two? What's lung one? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, you know, it's lung two. I'm like, oh. Dude, that's going to confuse the manufacturers. I need lung. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, I got all this stuff. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, throw lung on that. And you can say lung two on the movie, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, let's not put lung two on it, on it. Cause then people will be like, where's lung one? 
that is interesting. I was always curious about that. I was just like, just was one a short, and then he made the other as like a longer version of that, or like what was his whole like thought? No, no. He, he from what I understand, he made the full version, and he just had tons of extra footage. Oh, so that's why he turned into Lung One. Huh. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do that, and we'll just call it Lung. <laughs> hmm. Oh, he could have done like Lung One Point Five, or you know. but it's long one because that's what i said (laughs) you know because it's like because he wanted two for some odd reason Mm -hmm. lung two don't i don't know artists you can't you don't you just gotta go with it (laughs) yeah i have lung two like his release or i don't know who else released it but just the lung two individual one too but yeah his rights uh the flowers is now out of print uh, I think we got like maybe 40 copies left at the distributor. You did a really good job on the packaging on that one. Plot for flowers. Oh, the the three disc sets, ouch, they, they, those cost a lot to make. They, mm-hmm. they cost me about eight bucks each. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, so, but that's why they're higher retail. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, because uh, usually like a Blu ray or DVD. That, that's like you know two two dollars two fifty. It's got the slipcase. I think the prices have just one gone up actually now. Like yeah. everything, <clears throat> everything. I think, I think if anything, like maybe the American guinea pigs doing them just because he already did the other one. I guess he didn't do sacrifice, but that wasn't because he did technically make sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, I didn't technically make sacrifice, but I also didn't have jack shit for extras either. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I need some extras. Shoot some interviews with you guys. And I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Because, yeah, I've had people, oh, I want another three discs just like the other two. And I'm like, we don't. It'd be like two discs worth of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can videotape myself eating soup with my beard. You don't want to watch that. <laughs> but I can put that as an extra. <laughs> So, so yeah, so that's why sacrifice. And we actually just ran out of the sacrifice rays and make it more. Uh, the three disc for bouquet keeps selling well. Uh, that's good. It's a, uh, yeah, it's like the popularity just from sales. It's bouquet, Solomon, blood chocolate, sacrifice. And we'll find out what happens with this slaughter of the swine. It's, uh, I think they'll it, do well. I'm stoked for both of them. Or I'm stoked for all of them, but yeah, especially the alien one. Uh, the alien one that one should be like balls because uh jeremy's been working on like little alien scalpels and fucking crazy shit like that that's uh, awesome. so yeah so uh i figure he'll probably because he does it he does it because he, he works works you know mm-hmm. so he's doing stuff on the part time but he's got his friends also doing stuff too and they're all like the top guys in hollywood not the top top but they're all working on the Marvel stuff. So they're all, they all know, you know, really know what they're doing. So they plan on having these weird fucking metal tentacle surgical things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, mean, I, I got the screenplay here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it'll, it'll be, yeah, it, it'll be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, We'll see what happens with Chumbucket because I'm still waiting on that stuff. Oh, yeah. That that one's... I'm excited about that, too. That was good. So, 
Yeah. Uh, any other questions? I think no, we're, I think we're, that's it. we're about no, ready to close out the show. We're at like two hours and 15 yeah. minutes. Thank you. Sorry, so I wasn't, for... I didn't expect that was so long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Like we're humongous fans and supporters. Oh, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. No, it means a lot to us. You know, I mean, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing if it wasn't for folks like you. So yeah, thank well, you. Thank you. you. And uh, hopefully, enjoy the weird shit we got coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so proud of your release. Like, you keep surprising me too. I'm like, all right, I think I'm caught up with everything. Oh, nope, nope. They got like five more that just announced. <laughs> You're burying yeah. him in DVDs. Yeah, um, yeah, well, that's, that's a good thing. We're running out of room. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I call that maximum impact. Yeah. Where you have so much stuff that you can't move around too much. Yeah. And that's when you need to sell your stuff. That's basically <laughs> where I'm at right here. Like my whole shelves are max. So it's like whatever. Yeah, my shelves. It's just all unearthed. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know I ship out from here. So yeah. Yeah. Cool makes sense. Okay, guys. Well, it's been great uh, having me on. Okay. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have, have a great uh, great week. And uh, till next time. Yeah, we'll see yeah. you around. Thank you. Have a good thank one. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh, well, yeah, thank you very much. That was uh, awesome. It was really good to talk with Stephen Byro. Um, legend. Um, big fan. You know, big collector of his. And so, yeah, that was really cool to be able to chat with them. Definitely some good information there, stuff I had no idea about. And it's good to uh, see how um, Baldy was. You know, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And thank you, everybody, for checking us out again on the video podcast that we're doing. I like think it's working out pretty well. Um, once again, you can check us out on all platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on anchor if you want to go on the website mm-hmm. um and then youtube of course is kind of like our main like video source until we get kicked off of there so yeah, <laughs> yeah but spotify you could watch video exactly too, which is nice so it's nice to do it on there too so yeah. you have options but yeah but thank you very much appreciate everything all right later